Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film, and this is a really unexpected bonus episode. We were doing this during Theodore Rex, and at the very end, we just decided to talk about Avengers Infinity War, and it went really long, and we figured, hey, we got enough here. Let's go ahead and just shoot out a bonus episode when you come to work on Monday. This came out all the way in April 27th, and is currently like almost made $2 billion worldwide. That's nuts. I'm going to let you go and just enjoy the Avengers Infinity War. We do have a few spoilers. We warn you. It will feel a little bit odd during some parts because, like I said, it was during a regular episode. But I hope you enjoy. Later. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. But now we're going to get into kind of some uh, Avengers Infinity War. So if you want to stop the podcast now and not be spoiled at all, because we've all three seen it, might as well talk about it. So here you go. Here's your warning. All right, guys. What do we think about Avengers The Infinity War? In time, you will know what it's like to lose. Dread it. Run from it. The end is near. We got one advantage. We have what Thanos wants. So that's what we use. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Wow. Today we don't fight for one life. We fight for all of them. Groot, put that thing away. Now, I don't want to tell you again. Groot. And Groot. Whoa, language! Yes! I liked it, in general. Uh, I've got a few theories, kind of based off of storyline and just uh, like behind the scenes stuff as to like what actually happened in the end of the movie but uh, yeah in general I like it yeah I uh, Matt disagrees with you a little bit yeah I, I actually didn't like this movie and I, I, I also didn't like Civil War these like super dry super serious mashups with all the characters or whatever are just so like tedious and boring to me and it's like it's weird because I love I love comic book movies, or the ones that have come out, you know, so far. I'm kind of burnt out on them. I kind of don't want any more. The ones that have come out prior, like, I really enjoyed a lot of them. I really enjoy, I enjoyed the first Avengers movie a whole lot and stuff. And a lot of these, like Guardians of the Galaxy, super fun movies. I really like them. Yeah, I'm just so exhausted with these. And, like, I can't, I can't have another Marvel movie with no stakes whatsoever again. Guys, we're in spoiler territory. They've eliminated half of the, or more than half of the Avengers, and all of these characters that they've so, so-called eliminated all have, like, sequels that are greenlit, and I'm just like, you're gonna bring them all back, there's no stakes, nothing matters, why did I just sit here for two hours and 40 minutes? <laughs> That's true. Now, I thought, when my dad brought this up to me, it was interesting, I thought, who, who, quote-unquote, died, aka just disappeared like dust into the wind, 
and they were all it made me feel like the people who died are actually um, the people who were who were left alive are actually people who died because all those people are in like their contracts are ending with Marvel like Robert Downey and all the people left there are the ones that are like well they don't they are like contractually don't have any other movies to go on to so it made me think that they actually died and the people who have vanished are actually the ones who survived. Yeah, Matt brought that up. He had the exact same theory that whoever's alive now most likely will be dead permanently. In the next one. In the next one. If they have any stakes that matter. They may just like be like, all right, we're going to retire now. And then they go like back to their summer home and that's like the end of the movie. And I'm going to be pissed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they retire. Yeah, I, I could personally see Tony Stark living and then going and retiring with Penny. And then someone else taking over his company, maybe like Peter Parker, I don't know. Or his bodyguard, or whatever Happy, he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I But I really think Steve Rogers is done. I think he will be permanently killed off. Yeah. And I think that's why Bucky has become more prominent. I think that was the whole point. Well, and even like comic book lines like Bucky ends up taking up or not Bucky but um, Falcon ends up taking up the Captain America mantle and he ends up carrying around the shield yeah Thor you have his girlfriend Jane Foster ends up becoming Thor in the comics Iron Man is now a a little tiny black girl then you have Spider-Man is uh, he's well there's a whole other storyline with uh, the Miles Morales character and you have all these people who are kind of taken over by other people in the comics so it's like a nice segue for them to do that i felt like as well yeah i think with captain marvel or miss marvel or whatever her name is with that coming out i think that's going to actually spark this whole new avengers which i think they were trying to do at the end of avengers 2 but it never really kind of materialized well that's yeah she was supposed to be introduced into and then they told joss no but she was spoke like that whole was that was the plan. She was going to be introduced at the end of two. Yeah, I think that's gonna it's gonna go into that. You're gonna see you know Falcon, War Machine, Scarlet Witch form a new Avengers, and that's what they're gonna progress. Because Marvel's not gonna give up on this. This is too much of a money maker. But you have the Black Panthers now, and they're just moving on into this whole new universe. And I have no problem with it. The thing is, is like I don't know if I'm gonna be connected to it. I'm just I'm kind of really burnt out on the Marvel Disney formula. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like with big movies like this, like there are, especially when you have so many characters in them, the screen time you give each character is you're just kind of limited to unless you want to make like a five-hour movie. Like uh, the whole relationship with Vision and Scarlet Witch, like they had to explain like, oh, they've been kind of like eloping to some degree. And that was all like pretty much explained in a matter of a minute or two, you know, before like they were attacked. So it's just you give a short amount of time to each character. Yeah, I had no emotional connection to them. So when they were being attacked, I was like, eh. Yeah, and like like logistically too, like people are like, oh my god, Infinity War, it's so amazing how they got all these actors together to do this. It it actually is so easy to get all these big actors in this movie because if you think about it with all their side stories each of them probably only had to do about a week on this movie they didn't have to block out four months of their lives to be in this because their little section Mm -hmm. is only so you know it's so short that like they only need to be there for the group scenes together and that's it like the rest 
they can just shoot in the weekend and be done. So like actually making a movie with this sort of ensemble of characters is pretty easy to do because you just kind of like get one of these famous like Robert Downey Jr. You film all his scenes right away, done in a few days, and then they just got to bring him back for the group shots later. That's like it. So these things are actually kind of easy to make. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying they're easy because, you know, reshoots and everything like that. But I do believe this film was easy to digest for people, which is hard to think with a character, you know, with a movie with this many characters. It felt like everyone was off in their own section of the world. So you had, you know, Thor, Thor seemed to be the one who was traveling around the most. So he probably had to do the most amount of weeks on set. But, like, when you think about it, like, you kind of had Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy over here, and mostly in their ship. They kind of got to the end, but then you had a big group that was in Wakanda. And, like, it all felt so sectioned off that I feel like that's what made this movie digestible. Yeah. Because when you think about a chaotic movie, like, we just did G.I. Joe, the movie from 87. Now, I know that was an animation, but that was a movie where they threw a god-awful amount of characters on the screen. That was the problem. You know, they're all on screen at the same exact time. Yeah, and your brain burst. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember listening to you guys talking about they were like uh, Caesar-inducing seizure-inducing scenes. That's kind of hard to say. It's okay. Theodore Rex has made us all dumber. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when they they do that, and I give them credit for Thanos actually having a pretty good background story where his planet was destroyed because it was overpopulated. People couldn't eat. So his goal is to eliminate half the universe so no one has to go through that. And instead of just being a pure mad titan, he actually did fall in love with his daughter so while sacrificing her he actually teared up like there was parts when i go okay this is a josh brolin film as thanos to me this should have been called thanos yeah by the way the avengers are in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i agree they they did a good job setting that up and actually making you kind of uh he kind of it was like the bad guy but you kind of understand like his point of view he just wasn't a bad guy to be a bad guy. Yeah. Well, he's the only one with any kind of an arc in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess no one else really does. No one grows. No one learns anything. No one changes by the end. Just him. Yeah, I, I don't think they had time to do it. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Like they, the way they structured the movie was to have the bad guy have the arc instead of the main character because there was no main character. Right. The main well, character was the bad guy. So That's true. Well, we've spent so much time with these heroes, we don't need arcs for them anymore. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's lazy. That's lazy. Just <laughs> yeah, but, because but you don't have time. Just because it's, well, no, I know. I'm just saying, but just because it's the 19th movie in a franchise yeah. doesn't mean you could just, because there are going to be people that like, whether they want to admit it or not, like maybe not now, but in 15 years, there are going to be people that jump in at Infinity War that don't see any of the 18 movies prior. And they're going to be like, what the fuck am I looking at? I didn't see the 18 movies well, prior. <laughs> I also don't think that's fair. Cause like if you go into a TV series at season six or seven, you can't be mad at writers for not explaining every character's backstory. 
because but that's, that's a just, TV series. This is a film. You need to have this more is than, a TV series. Yeah, but it's not though. But it's it's a it's feature, structured it's like one. Like no one's ever done this. They built a universe like this and sectioned off like actual seasons. You know, you kind of had the the first season with all the original ones getting introduced and then ending with the Avengers and then going on. Now, I get what you're saying. Like, if they would have had no character arc for Thanos, then it would have been lazy. Then it would have been bad. But if you think about the Avengers, that is a movie, though, you don't need to see the other five movies to jump in. There is still a beginning, middle, and end of that. The team has to come together. They have to work together. Even Avengers 2, because it's the Ultron story, has sort of this beginning, middle, and end that you don't need to see any of the other movies prior, and you can follow what's going on. This one... And Civil War, those two movies, they don't do anything other than be a middle piece. Okay, these have been the 18 movies prior, and there's going to be more after. Here's your sort of middle link, but there's no beginning, middle, end of that movie. It's just a middle piece. That's how I feel about it. Well, I to me, this is a trilogy. It's Civil War, it's Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. That's, that's just, that's lazy to me. I don't that's- think it is. <laughs> Well, also, I think the just the time frame that takes place for some of the characters, like Tony Stark's group, that to me it felt like it, they they were there for like a day and a half or something. So for that, so time wise, it's like they don't have enough time to go through an arc as well. It's just you're experiencing such a small moment for them. It'd be hard to kind of have them, I think, go through such an arc. But on Earth, it seemed like they went through a couple of days, though, at least. I think part one of this is part one and two. And then the last one is just going to be a giant third act of monstrosity. I don't know how they're going to, you know, no one knows how they're going to form this when this comes out. But I would have a feeling this is going to have the Return of the Jedi feeling where like at first you might watch it and you'll be awestruck, but then you rewatch it and you're like, ah, those Ewoks are pretty weak. And then, you know, like I, I feel like a lot of times with these giant films like this, the third act is the hardest to really do because you've got so much to wrap up. Like, cause I say this with everyone. I, I think the worst Lord of the Rings is the last hour in the return of the King. I think it's awful. The constant fade to blacks and wrapping up all the stories. And then they want an Oscar for it. And I think parts of it is the weakest of the series. But people will be like, well, what are they going to do? And I'm like, well, how about we just not tell you every little fucking character's ending? Like, some of them I don't care about. Yeah, I don't know. And But then, too, like, when you look at, like, trilogies and things like that and whatever, the second part is supposed to be the best one because it's the one that sort of gets the story to its peak. And, you know, we reach the limit before we hit the third part where everything resolves itself. If this is the best of the three, man, I'm really not going to like four or Avengers four here. <laughs> well, I think two's two's always your doom and gloom. Yeah, and I didn't like this one, so I don't know. This is going to be rough for me to get through Avengers four. I think. Now I, you were talking about Lord of the Rings earlier, and it, it kind of reminded me. You were talking about how everybody's kind of split into their own group, and that did remind me of Lord of the Rings. How the Fellowship was split into different groups. You know, you had your Legolas Gimli. Uh, area you had Frodo and then you had like Merry and Pippin like all and all experiencing the same storyline in different areas and I felt that was very similar and I wondered if they kind of got that idea from that oh who knows yeah maybe yeah it does it does seem like the Marvel universe is sort of building itself off of how they handle Lord of the Rings yeah it's not a bad parent to build off of yeah no it's a good yeah. thing to, it's a good money maker to look at <laughs> 
I do wonder if they're going to have enough balls to like really kill someone off. Yeah, I don't know. Mar- like Marvel just keeps letting me down with these big movies, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like with uh, um, uh, Loki dying right at the beginning, I'm like, well, we've seen this before. We know he's really not dead. Like, so it was when he died. I actually didn't like. It didn't affect me at all. I think that's part of what Matt's talking about. That's is... my kind of problem with all these movies right now. Is just like you've seen them come back so many times. It's like there's no stakes anymore. It's like oh. They're just going to bring them back in the next one if they need it. And if they don't, then they will let them be alive. But if they need to bring them back, all they got to do is just be like, okay, they're back now. And that's it. And we just accept it as an audience. And I just don't think that's fair. My only emotional tie to any of this was Thanos and his daughter, um, Zoe's character. uh, Gamora. Gamora. I was like, okay, this is the only character that really has an arc. It's the only one with emotional pull. Because kind of like what you just said, like when someone died, I was like, well, I, yeah. Because if they need to bring Gamora back, they will. Oh, she's coming back. Like, they will. They'll just figure out a way to do it. Yeah, her soul is apparently trapped in the soul stone. Oh. What I read, yeah. So then they just get her out and they bring her back. And then it's like, well, what, what were the stakes then? Yeah. She's back then. You know, <laughs> like, that's just not fair. Well, I mean, that's comic books in general. I mean, every character that's ever died is coming back even they killed off wolverine in the comics and he's coming back now well yeah yeah like that's always been comics comics are tough because it's so many different writers and when you're a comic book character you're never actually dead you're just you know kind of like in a coma yeah yeah and that's fair that's a fair comparison like just if that if if they're true comic book adaptations, comic books get away with it all the time. So I guess that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I do want real stakes, though. I, I do understand that. And that's part of the reason why I gave this film like a B. I was really impressed with Thanos' character. I was impressed with the the structure of the film. I was impressed that it was like, what, two and a half hours, three hours? And it didn't feel like that. No, not, not over here. Yeah, <laughs> Not I, on this side of the table. But I, <laughs> Yeah, I thought everything was structured really well. Yeah. But as a whole, I don't really care to rewatch it. And that's actually a big strike. That's just my thoughts on it. It's one man's opinion. I, I do kind of agree with that a little bit. It does like I do want to see it maybe uh, like maybe two more times. There's part of me that like I got to make sure I don't miss anything type of thing. But you know I did enjoy like uh, there were you know the moments where I really enjoyed it. Like Thor comes back and he's got his hammer and it, he comes back to uh, Wakanda. Like that was a big like yeah okay they're gonna kick ass. And so yeah I definitely had moments. But uh, it's one where I, I'm not gonna be like waiting the night it comes out to buy on DVD or download. I do agree with that. Yeah I think that's gonna end us all this week hell this is long enough we might actually just turn this into its own episode and launch it because look at this this is yeah we could we could do an avengers episode yeah separately yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'll just make i'll just cut it off make an announcement like ah this was part of our blah 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 but uh, all right thank you for listening remember you can rate and review us on itunes listen to us on podbean stitcher google play youtube so many choices We'll be back on Friday with our normal episode, and we're doing Dinosaurs, a fun-filled trip back in time. See ya!